Well, good morning, everyone. So glad that you're here to worship with us on this Thanksgiving weekend. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, the writer says that the powerful word of God is as sharp as any surgeon's scalpel, able to cut through even doubt and defense and lay us open to listen and obey God's word. We believe that verse so strongly here that a few times a year, we structure the entire service around listening to, reading and listening to God's Word. We simply call it a readings service, and that's what we have planned for today. And so Darren is going to guide us in the service this morning around some select passages of Scripture, around a specific theme with the music woven in. We hope that you'll enjoy the service, that it'll bless you, it'll encourage you, it'll comfort you, and that you'll come to love this service as much as we love these services here at Westridge.
Well, as uh, Greg said earlier, this is a reading service, and from time to time, we think there's incredible value in just reading from the Bible. If you're like me, you don't do it as we as much as we would like to, and so there's a real value in being able to just purely read from the scriptures without any message or commentary or my opinion or Greg's opinion or Gordon's opinion or anybody else's opinion, just reading straight from the Word of God. And so today I'm going to be reading from the Gospel of John and I'm going to be reading the first three uh, chapters and I'll be reading from what's called the New International Version and um, what that means is it's a version of the Bible that was, we like it because it's the most accurate translation from the original Greek that is the most understandable rather than like the King James Version or other versions of the Bible. So um, I'll be reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, from the New International Version. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And through him all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. And he came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light, He only came as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become 
children of God. Children born not of natural descent or of human decision or of a husband's will, but born of God. And so the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. I appreciated our feeble attempts at clapping on that. Even though we can't keep the beat. It's a joyful noise. And how about Michael Drew on the banjo, ladies and gentlemen? Michael Drew. We're moving on in the Gospel of John, chapter 1, starting with verse 29. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, A man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. And then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, The man whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples, and when he saw Jesus passing by, again he said, Look, the Lamb of God. On the third day, a wedding took place in Cana in Galilee. And Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. And when the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, My hour has not yet come. And his mother said to the servants, Do whatever it is he tells you to do. And nearby stood six stone water jars the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. And Jesus said to the servants, Go and fill the jars with water. And so they filled them to the brim. And then he told them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. And they did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. And he did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. And then he called the bridegroom aside and he said, Look, everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best until now. What Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of many miracles through which he would reveal his glory. And his disciples believed in him. Now, there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of that Jewish ruling council. And he came to Jesus at night and he said, Rabbi, 
We know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for nobody could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied and said this, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Well, how can somebody be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. And Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. Look, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you can't tell from where it comes or where it's going. And so it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. But how can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen. But still, you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How, then, will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness so that the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but they'll have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. And so this is the verdict. Light has come into the world But people loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth, they come into the light. So that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Well, after this, Jesus and his disciples went out into the Judean countryside where he spent some time with them and baptized. Now, John was also baptizing over in Anon near Salim because there was plenty of water and people were coming and being baptized. And this was before John was put into prison. And an argument developed between some of John's disciples and a certain Jew over the matter of ceremonial washing. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, that man who was with you on the other side of the Jordan, 
the one you testified about, look, he is baptizing and everybody's going to him. To this, John replied, a person can receive only what is given them from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Messiah, but I am sent ahead of him. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends to the bridegroom waits and listens for him and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine. And it's now complete. He must become greater. And I must become less. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth. The one who comes from heaven is above all. He testifies to what he has seen and heard, but nobody accepts his testimony. Whoever has accepted it has certified that God is truthful. For the one whom God has sent speaks the words of God. For God gives spirit without limit. The Father loves the Son and has placed everything in his hands. And whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. But whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them. Be seated. For God so loved the world, so loved you, that he gave his only Son dying a cross that whoever believes in him will not die but have eternal life there's a reason why that simple little verse is the most popular verse in the world it's such a simple message and yet so powerful Because in the midst of our despair, in the midst of our hopelessness, in that verse we find hope. We find light. We find truth. We find life. Every Sunday here at Westridge, we have a time of communion. And we do that because we believe as we're in the Christian faith that we believe that the core, the catalyst of the Christian faith was that moment when Jesus died on that cross and gave up everything for us. Or as the Bible so beautifully describes it, while we were still a bunch of messed up sinners, Jesus died for us. That no matter what our background is, no matter what we've done, that we have a second chance and a third chance and a hundredth chance. That if we believe in him, that on that day when we leave this world and we walk into the next, that we can stand before God. Perfect. 
Not because anything we have done or not done, but because it was what Jesus has done in giving us forgiveness. And the Bible promises that as far as the east is from the west, he will remove our sin from us if we can just come before him humbly in a state of repentance and ask for that forgiveness and accept his grace. That's what this communion time is all about. It's a weekly reminder that we come together at the foot of the cross and we just lay all the junk of our lives right down in front of him and know that all of that stuff is completely removed. So in just a moment, there'll be a tray of bread that'll be passed. If you take a piece of bread and eat it and pass it down to the next person, the Bible asks us very seriously to take that piece of bread in remembrance of the broken body of Jesus Christ. And in the same way, there'll be a tray of cups of juice that'll be passed. If you take a cup of juice and drink it, put the empty cup back in the tray, pass it down to the next person. But the Bible asks us that when we take that little cup of juice, that we take that in remembrance of the blood that was spilled there on that cross. And the Bible asks us that when we take communion each and every week, that we take that in a worthy manner. And that's not saying that somehow you and I will ever be worthy of God's grace. It's saying that when we take it, we remember. We don't take it flippantly. We take it in remembrance of what Jesus has done for us. Let's pray together. Father, we are just so grateful for what you've done for us, and we especially thank you for the gift of your Son. We come before you humbly with all the junk in our lives, and we lay it at the foot of the cross, and we just say, please, forgive us. Have mercy on us. Let us fall headlong into your grace. And it's because of what Jesus has done for us that we're able to do that.
Shine. 